With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports. Talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Hey, you know what to do. You're grown. You know what's right. 19, 16, I, don't, I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's one o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 67 of the College Loop Podcast. And just in case my internet goes out, just, again, what's up, everybody? I'm Dylan Lark at you boy the tank on Twitter. Tar and Daniel are not with me today. Uh, Tar is at an Ed Sheeran concert, and Daniel is chilling out watching his Boston Celtics play the Miami Heat tonight. But yeah, I'm just going to get right into the football conversation, talking about a list that got released by CBS ranking all SEC coaches. And I feel like this is worth the conversation because Hugh Freeze was ranked eighth on this list. And uh, the I, I can agree with the coaches. He was ranked above to a certain extent. Uh, starting at 14, just kind of go from 14 to up. 14 to 1. Or, yeah, 14 to 1 makes the most sense, I guess. So, at 14, you have Mississippi State's uh, head coach slash defense coordinator from last year, Zach Arnett. Then Clark Lee from Vanderbilt. Eli Drinkwitz from Missouri. Billy Napier from Florida. Sam Pittman at 10 at, from Arkansas. Shane Beamer at South Carolina at 9. Then you got Hugh Freeze. And then all the coaches above him, Jimbo Fisher at 7. Mark Stoops at 6. Josh Heupel at five, Lane Kiffin at four, Brian Kelly at three, Kirby Smart at two, and of course Nick Saban at the one spot. Yeah, uh, I don't know how much of this list I agree with. I would definitely put Hugh Freeze above Jimbo Fisher, and the Mark Stoops. I can kind of see where it'd be kind of hard because Mark Stoops has had some success while at Kentucky, but I, I've seen what. It, I, and I, I guess it's just me looking back at the past more than more often than not. I've seen what Hugh Freeze can do with this, with an SEC team, and I've seen what he has done thus far with Auburn. I don't know if I can look at what Jimbo Fisher has done at Texas A&M and count that as a more of a success than what Hugh Freeze has done as a head coach. And, and outside of the national championship in 2013, Jimbo Fisher hasn't really accomplished much more than Hugh Freeze has. Uh, Hugh Freeze has beaten Alabama more than Jimbo Fisher has. 
in at least in Florida State and Texas A&M. I haven't gone that far back to go see that uh, just actual record. Uh, but I mean, I do believe Jimbo Fisher's only beaten uh, <laughs> beaten Nick Saban once, but Hugh Freeze beat him twice. And with the retention that Hugh Freeze has mustered while in his short time at Auburn, uh, I would put I would definitely put Hugh Freeze above Jimbo Fisher. And Mark Stoops is a bit of a closer conversation to have, uh, and I, I I can make an argument for a lot of these guys. Lane Kiffin's another one where I'm a little taken aback by why he's at four. I, I think Hypel should have been the four spot, and then I, I think I think Hugh Freeze definitely has an argument over uh, five, uh, uh, four, six, and seven at the very least. Uh, right, right. As, as we speak right now, things could definitely change as the season goes along. But yeah, I just want to talk about how. Hugh Freeze is being underrated as 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 Auburn's head coach. I mean, we talk about it in length every time uh, a transfer comes through or a new ranking comes out, which we'll talk about a ranking in a second from Bill Connolly. Yeah, I, I look at it from that as Auburn has had some had one of the best off seasons in a long time, and Hugh Freeze is not just a a run-of-the-mill, like, new 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 kid-on-the-block coach. He's been here before. He's been in the SEC before. And I look at that, and I I look at this list, and I'm just – I'm a little confused as to as to why Jimbo Fisher's above above Hugh Freeze right now. I don't know what the, stan- the, the stance is on these rankings. I don't know what exactly goes into these rankings. I just know it's just someone who just made a, made a list that I – acting too for your enjoyment uh, for the most part. But looking at it like that, I, <laughs> I can understand why Hugh Freeze is at eight. And he was at Liberty for a few years. He had been in the SEC since 2016. So you're a little more hesitant. But <laughs> looking at how Shane Beamer finished up season in South Carolina, can you make an argument for him to be that high too? He beat Tennessee. He beat Clemson. You, make, you can make an argument for a lot of these guys. I, I just and you, and you put Hugh Freeze at eight. I think ultimately it comes down to success in the transfer portal and recruiting for the most, for as a standard out, because you can't just rank guys just to rank them. And I mean, if you're counting new coaches, you have Zach Arnett at 14. And if you freeze them, count as a new coach, you got to put them down there too, I guess. But if you're going to take this seriously and look at the recruiting trails, what he's in the transfer portal, what he's done in the high school recruiting. Hugh Freeze is a is a better coach right now than Jimbo Fisher is based on based on the uh, the paper that we've that we have been reading. Not uh, things have de- drastically changed by by c- come the season at the very least. But yeah, I mean, I just this all it's my last time to say. I I just think that he should be above Jimbo Fisher. But my next thing, I, Bill Connolly released his SP rankings uh, and uh let's see sp plus rankings <coughs> excuse me and if you don't know what the sp rankings are uh sp plus rankings whatever they're called they're basically a list that bill Connolly uses to rank teams before the season and he uses three things to really balance out and rank these teams it's he uses returning production recent recruiting and their recent history and if you look at the teams that are ranked, Auburn is behind, I believe, six teams in the SEC. Of course, you got Georgia at one, Alabama at four, LSU at five, Tennessee at six, 
A&M at 16. Oh, that's way more than six. Ole Miss at 18. Florida at 21. Kentucky at 22. Mississippi State at 25. Arkansas at 26. And then Auburn is chilling as the 11th ranked. Yeah, I was way off on that. 11th ranked SEC team per this ranking at 27. And again, I just look at it. If you're a recent history, I guess probably brings Auburn down a lot. Recent recruiting definitely has them up in, in, in that rankings. And returning production, I feel like Auburn has some of the highest from, from where they are just because of the transfer portal. Uh, and and uh, maybe not more than like Arkansas or some of the other teams, I guess, but definitely more than Kentucky. Uh, and I'm just, I mean, that's me looking at stats. If you want to go check it out for yourself, it's on ESPN Plus. Uh, it's Bill Connolly's all ranking all 133 players on his SP Plus rankings. But yeah, I, it, I think that is probably going to be the more defining thing for how for for what it is right now what the closest preseason rankings could be auburn 27 seems feasible to me uh looking at it like that i i i don't know if i fully am with it being the 11th ranked sec team uh because that sounds like it's a uh of a far ways down from what i think this auburn team could be this year and for ultimately what i think they are right now and again, that's just me sunshine pumping a little bit. You know, Tar does it for basketball. I do it for football all the time. Yeah, I, I think Auburn, this is probably where they're going to be ranked around this time. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, last season Auburn beat Mercer and Bama State and they got ranked to play Penn State. Uh, and I, I think they gave Auburn too much leeway, uh, getting them ranked to, uh, I think, 25 last season. I think that was the highest I got ranked. Uh, if they even got ranked. Uh, the, the question, it's a question for another time. I think Auburn is right there on the verge of right outside their top 25. Uh, and I, I think that it'll take, I would assume, with the two games at the start of the season uh, being UMass and Sanford, I think. Uh, that's off the dome, I believe. Uh, and then going to, I, I think winning at Cal it's probably when Auburn's going to see themselves in the top 25 just because that's going to be for SEC play, get everyone hyped up for the A&M game and the Georgia game and everything down the line. I do see Auburn being ranked in the top 25 by week three, and I'm not a huge fan of that. I definitely think you should probably take the first two wins with a grain of salt unless they're playing, I don't know, like with Georgia playing Oregon last year or some, if Auburn was playing an actual P5 opponent. Yeah, I, I see it like that. Uh, these rankings, I guess they don't really mean anything, but, I mean, being ranked in the top 20, uh, top 30 uh, before the season even starts and before your team has even proven themselves, I think it really desperately shows what Hugh Freeze has exactly done. I mean, I even go, that goes back to my last statement. Just the, the, the team, this team was nowhere near top 25 team last season. It was nowhere near top 50 team last season. And it's arguable they were in the top 75 team last season. And you go into this season, and there's a sense of hope. And that seems to be the case with every Auburn team from any year, really, is every year it starts with hope. And this year, I feel like it has a little bit more than usual, and it's weird because you don't want to trust it. It's a false sense of hope that you want to have 
but you also think that there's definitely a assurance of hope. Auburn's returning production doing what it does. Auburn's recent history probably tanked them a lot in this rankings. And again, this is not like an official uh, ESPN ranking. This is not the AP poll. This is just a guy using his own science uh, reasons, his recent history, recent recruiting, and uh, returning production to get exactly <laughs> and uh, ranking all 133 teams. And sorry, my throat's a little dry. I am outside. This is the first ever college we have said recorded outside. Uh, believe it or not. I, no. <coughs> Excuse me. If you want to fact check me, uh, just go watch all of our videos and let me know if any of them were recorded outside before this one. And I'm going to address that. This was for my cousin who graduated high school. And I guess it can go to anyone else who has just graduated from college, high school, kindergarten, preschool, all, all of the above. Congratulations to all grads. Just going to go ahead and put that <coughs> put the part out there that y'all are back up. Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. To move on to the hardwood, (coughs) good lord, I'm coughing up the storm. Only thing I really have for basketball news is the fact that the last day to enter the to officially keep your name in the portal for the NBA draft and kind of hold yourself back from turning to college is on the 31st, which would be two or three days from now. It'd be Tuesday. So we'd have an episode up for that, talking about hopefully if Janai Broom, Jalen Williams, and hopefully Julian Phillips have taken their name out of the NBA draft portal. And for all extensive purposes, we think they are. Uh, there's not really a science to that. There's more of a, we think we're not hearing anything else really. Uh, Janai Broom had that very uh, mysterious tweet. The decisions, decisions, decisions. Words are hard. Oh my Lord. Uh, Jay Will hasn't really said anything. Uh, we can all just assume that they're going to be back uh, just because we looked at a, mock drafts uh, all over the place, and we're not seeing their names anywhere. So it, it's safe to assume they're going to be back, and they need to. They need to be. Uh, you didn't really – Auburn didn't really pick up any big boys uh, to play that five position next season. So Janai Broom is going to be right back where he was. Uh, Julian Phillips make this team a instant SEC contention team, and Jay Will rounds out this team a lot. And, I mean – yeah, uh, th- those those three right there. I mean, Julian Phillips is not a it's not a f- assured thing, an an, an ass- assured. There we go. Uh, pickup from from the portal, but I would say Auburn should be a favorite, uh, at least the top three at the most uh, at at the lowest. Because ultimately, that is where he, he did he did want to come to Auburn uh, until he flipped to Tennessee, uh, and. 
yeah, we have three days left until those guys can announce that they're either returning to college or staying in the NBA draft. And we're ultimately, they'll probably all go to the G League for two, three, four, five, six years of their career. Uh, and hopefully they get picked up. I, I think of the three, Julian Phillips will probably get picked uh, very late, is what I've been saying. Uh, Jani Broom could end up getting picked, uh, but Jay Will, I've not really seen anywhere, uh, which sucks. I think he's been one of the more consistent players on this Auburn team. Uh, especially last season. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I have for the men's basketball segment. Just waiting around. It's been a very dead week. Very, very dead, especially in the last few days since our last recording. Uh, just to go straight to baseball is where I'm going to wrap up the show today. Just talking about Auburn losing an SC tournament. Uh, you lost to Vanderbilt, and you then you lost to Bama. And I – you pretty much saw oh, that's a giant moth over there in this perks of recording outside. Uh, the Vanderbilt game, yeah, I just I couldn't get back up. Same thing the Bama game. Uh, Bama pretty much has Auburn's number in the pitching. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by that giant moth. Yeah, it that it's the pitcher that I'm forgetting. Uh, his name's Garrett McMillan from Alabama. Uh, he he, the games he did play. Uh, he really held, held Auburn's bats from getting anything. And he only allowed one hit, no walks through five innings. Uh, it went when they played in April and six innings, he got he let up three runs. Uh, but Auburn just couldn't get enough to win. And yeah, it sucks. Auburn could be Alabama in the tournament. Yeah, they, they couldn't just get it. They just. One win away from uh, – they just had to beat Vanderbilt and move on. Uh, but got to be honest, this Auburn team was hot. Uh, probably still, still very hot. They ran into some teams that could beat them, which happens. And this is, a, this is an Auburn team that we're not very – we weren't very high on at this, at, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, really, uh, not a couple weeks ago. So this Auburn team is now going into today, as this is coming out, where they have a chance to host a regional still. And and got to be honest with y'all, I think Auburn is definitely going to be hosting a regional. And from all the things that I've seen, predictions I've seen everywhere, I've been told, I've been reading everywhere. You can see that moth right up there. You can see it. It, it flew out. I saw it on the screen. It's going to be. If you're listening, it's going to sound like I'm crazy. You have to go watch it at the 16, 17-minute mark. Uh, but, yeah, from all purposes uh, that I've heard, read, try to keep up with, it sounds like Auburn's hosting a regional this year. And it really sounds like Auburn, I think it's back-to-back years where Auburn's hosted. Uh, it's It speaks volumes, uh, what Bush Thompson has done at, at to, to this team. And I say it every time. Uh, you, I need Butch Thompson in my ear every day because whatever he's telling the Auburn team, everyone needs to hear. Because honestly, some of the some of the stuff that comes down to why Auburn lost in the tournament, it, it probably was exhaustion. You know, you you're playing three days straight, four days straight. It gets to you a little bit, and you get a break. You go and you wait till Sunday. And it's, I'm not sure exactly what time it is. I looked it up, I think, sometime in the afternoon. Auburn gets a chance 
to bring the regionals to the plains with a potential I say potential, a less likely chance, but there's a, there's a slight chance if things were to go their way. Hosting a super regional too, but mostly hosting a regional. And from the teams I've seen, I, I've seen Sanford around there, I've seen North Carolina around there sometimes. Uh, some big teams that Auburn could really ruffle some feathers, put make some ripples in the water if they can get it done. And and this Auburn team could just get hot again. If they, I say hot again, like they've just like gotten cold. If they can get back to how they were a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago, this team is fine. This team is back in Omaha. That's what's going to happen. Uh, Tommy Vale is still – if he can get over the, the yips that he had whenever he went on, he'll be fine. It'll be fine. The bats are always there if they can just keep doing what they were doing. I'm going to say it because I got to say it. Sell your soul for a Friday night win, and every night is Friday night. Uh, and if you can get that, Auburn will be at Omaha yet again. And this season went from a monstrous failure. I say that Auburn to finish sixth in the SEC West. Uh, the season goes from a, well, I don't even know how to describe that, uh, a disappointment to a massive success. And again, that speaks just volumes to what Bush Thompson has done just in general this season, every season to the Auburn baseball program. Uh, and good Lord, it has been a fun ride and it is still going on because guess what? I'm going to be honest with y'all. There ain't nothing that's keeping me from going to a regional <laughs> and uh, we'll be there outfield uh, drink set up. Uh, <laughs> chairs sitting down watching the Auburn Tigers in their regional that they should be hosting. And if they don't host, it's going to come out like a really, really bad freezing cold take. But for all purposes that I've been aware of, Auburn should be hosting a regional. But yeah, that's all for me today. I'm Dylan Lark at you the Tank on Twitter. If you want to follow us or listen to us, if you want to listen to us especially, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And if you want to catch up on social media, you got us on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. No MySpace. Remember, 1,000 subs, and we'll get MySpace. 300 subs, which we're getting there steadily. Daniel has to do a TikTok dance where that should be real fun to witness. And he has some stiff competition about who's going to have the better one. You have Tars, where it was just a joke about him being a Steelers fan. Me, where the audio desynced, and now we're going to see what's going to go wrong with Daniels. So, yeah, and, of course, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Looking for some more questions from y'all. We really love when y'all ask us questions so we can, you know, have a lot of conversation about stuff, and it's going to really help during the off-season times whenever all the sports are really off. Uh, and it would be a big help for us if y'all just ask some questions. We love answering those questions. We love it. We love those questions. So just like, comment, and subscribe. And with all that being said, it's been the College Loop Podcast.